Humans, humans, it is. It is early in the week. It's a Tuesday. As soon as you can hear, this is September 20th, 2022. Beautiful day here in New York. It was supposed to be cloudy all day long. They got it wrong. And I am sitting here, not learning a lesson, but living in a lesson that I already knew. I was wanting to go to the beach today. Today is my Saturday. And I thought, I really want to go to the beach today. I could get up early and do the pod, still hit the beach, or, you know, do another Surfside episode. I don't freaking know. And the weather, of course, said cloudy, cloudy, cloudy. But, you know, one, the weather's sometimes different at the beach. In fact, some people go as far as saying the weather's always different at the beach. The weather's always different at the beach. And never trust a cloudy day. Because the day you do is when it's sunny. And it's been mostly sunny all day long. I could be at the beach right now. Never fear. I might go tomorrow. I might go tomorrow. Folks, windows are open. It's, it's really nice out. If you hear some errant noises, I think one of my housemates is playing some music and singing. And you know what? That's just part of living in a house of, uh, of artists and creatives, you know? So, uh... Enjoy it. There's humanity all around us. Forgive me if you hear any crunching. I just finished an apple and some of it's still stuck in my teeth. Um, <laughs> if that makes you turn off this episode, well, I'll I'll learn my lesson when I see the data. Don't you worry. We got a jam-packed show for you today. We got some chatter on the listener line. We got me with some, uh, you know, some hot takes. I don't know if they're hot, but there's certainly some takes, some gripes. Oh boy, here he goes again. That's right. There's a few things on my mind. Well, folks, first off and foremost, I do. I love you, pretty baby. I love you, pretty humans. Um, you know, that's our soundbite around here, of course, when we've got our finger on the pulse of society. Now, this isn't quite having our finger on the pulse of society, but... Wouldn't you know, the Packers beat the Bears again yesterday. Of course, that's the sound of Aaron Rodgers responding to a female fan last season in Chicago giving him the double bird. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears. But more importantly, speaking of double birds, we have a submission to the listener line. The submission is from our pal Zach in Virginia, and it says double bird at Mets game. And it's a link. So I click the link. The link brings me to a tweet. And uh, and let's just listen uh, to the audio of this tweet. Nice game. Thanks, Boogie. And the crew behind them. Mazel tov. Hi. Hi. Okay, that was the, uh, that, that audio maybe sounded a little confusing, so let me clear that up for you. It looks like it was uh, one of the um, sportscasters, you know, in the stadium guys that make their rounds around, uh, interviewing former Met Mookie Wilson, and it looked like they were in like a luxury box kind of club seating type scenario, and uh, it sounded like there's like actually a bar mitzvah going on, like a, a rowdy bar mitzvah going on. Uh, in the little club, 
area and then the camera's kind of like looking at this this crew and some guy who's probably i mean looks to be i'll just say 65 he's waving for the camera waving for the camera waving for the camera and then when they finally like zoom in on him he just goes full double bird with it and you hear the announcers react like oh and then because this meme or tweet or whatever uh, it's one of those ones where someone, you know, taped it off of their TV. You hear the people that taped it laugh as well. Let's give it one more listen just for fun because we do love the double bird so much here at the show. Nice team. Thanks, Boogie. And the crew behind them, Mazel Tov. Hi. 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 A double bird. Thank you, Zach. We haven't had a double bird submission in a while. Uh, we do love it. And if you have stories about when you've given or received or even seen a double bird, please send them in. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Okay, we're off to a great start. We're talking some double birds. We're checking in on the listener line. We have another listener line submission for us today. We'll get to that in a bit. just want to set it up for you guys a little bit. We're going to talk... Now, I try to stay out of this. It's none of my business. I don't I don't really, not that I don't care, but I don't care. I don't care one way or the other about the queen dying. It's sad. I mean, it's sad when a human being perishes, but that's about, that's about it for me. But I am going to weigh in. I'm going to weigh in on something. And uh, we'll also, you guys are familiar with these lists, 30 under 30? 40 under 40. I've got an opinion on that too. Wouldn't you know? So let's get into it. I mean, first of all, these lists are, well, they're stupid. But saying something stupid, that's not a well-rounded opinion. That's not compelling audio. So Sid, what's your issue? I guess my issue is it's just some manufactured nonsense. Like 30 people under 30 doing something great. Okay, but like why put an age on it? Well, Sid, are you just saying this because you're now over 30? Because you're now over 40 and you've never been on such a list? I, I don't think so. But I'm, I'm willing to at least entertain the idea, right? But there's just something stupid about them because they're so meaningless. I mean, if you're going to make a meaningful list, how about 30 people over 30? But then that's so predictable, right? It's going to be like Bill Gates... Melinda Gates, and on and on. I mean, it'll just be it'll just be the thirty people that you think it'll be. So I guess the point of these lists is just to stir shit up. I don't I don't freaking know. But I'll tell you one thing: tune in Friday because we're going to have a list. We're going to have the Sydney Hollis show thirty over thirty list, and it's it's. I guess there's a humor to it, but it also might be some pretty uncompelling audio. It's just going to be the Gateses. I don't know, perhaps the Obamas, you know, and so on. So tune in Friday for the Sydney Hollis Show, 30 over 30. But let's talk about these lists. You know, maybe one of the reasons, I've been saying you know a lot. You know, perhaps one of the reasons I dislike them is sometimes people say they're in some kind of a club. And it's a club you've never heard of before. I was once at a cookout and... You know, I know a lot of people. So you're there, you're talking with people your own age, you're talking with people who are a generation older, and there's also a generation younger than me running around. 
I found myself talking to a member of the party that was a generation or two older than I. And she was bragging about her son, who was a few years younger than me, and still is, if he's still alive, I assume so. And she's like, oh, you know, so-and-so is doing great. Guess what? He's in the 30-30 club. And I was like, what is that? What's the 30-30 club? Oh, you know, he's 30 years old and he has 30 grand in the bank. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, one, why are you telling me this? Like, I don't know. I don't really care how your son's doing, you know? I would have kept up with him all these years if I actually gave a damn. And two, what? Like, there's these clubs around that no one knows exist, but the people in them are the people bragging about people that are in them. The 30-30 club, he was in it. 30 years old, 30 grand in the bank. And I thought, is that really a club to aspire to? Now, truthfully, truthfully, between my checking account and my savings account, I've never had 30 grand in the bank. You know, I have a retirement account. I think when the market's up, maybe it gets around there. But <laughs> 30 grand really isn't that big of an accomplishment. I mean, given your background, if you're like a privileged person, privileged ass person you might you might have always had 30 grand in the bank i don't know but isn't being a millionaire at 30 isn't that sort of a list that people would know oh yeah he's, he's a 30 year old millionaire so he's part of that club i would be like oh i didn't know it was a club but i mean that makes sense like you know if you call yourself a millionaire you're amongst a group of millionaires and of course if you're from a place of total poverty and you've managed to work hard and save 30 grand that is a big accomplishment and everywhere in between. I would have been, you know what? One day when I hopefully one day have 30 grand in the bank, quote unquote, liquid baby, liquid. I'll be like, dude, I'm part of the 50-30 club. I'm part of the 60-30 club. I don't know. It doesn't reek to me as this huge accomplishment. It's certainly not a club. But you know what is a club? Something here at the show, and that brings us to our next listener line submission. Take it away, Pat in Chicago. Sid, Pat from Chicago here. Um, driving in my car, going up to my cousin's house, sitting in traffic. Chicago traffic lately has been horrible. I don't know what's going on, but I feel like I live in L.A. Got the sunroof opened all, and I'm catching some rays. Shirts off, driving, listening to the podcast. We were talking about the suntan crew called American Mail. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm in that crew. I'm all in. So just wanted to share that. I'm trying to live that life right now. Suntan crew got all American Mail. Oh, you are living that life right now. Thank you, Pat. Folks, that's a club. That's a club. We here at the show, if you're into tanning, we're members of the suntan crew. American male. So, Pat, me and you are the first two members. Um, listeners, if you're part of the Suntan crew, American male, sound off. Let's hear it. Who's in? I, I've been meaning to update the website. I've been meaning to update the website, you know, per our listener, uh, Jeff, in Massachusetts. Hey, get the interviewers on the website and get their links so we can check out their stuff and know where the interviews are. We'll get that. And I'm also going to include a section... American Mail. It's about being a member of the Suntan Crew American Mail. And I guess there'll be a list of who's a member. Why the hell not? Thank you, Pat. 
tell you there's nothing more fun well there's plenty of things more fun but there's something very classic about no shirt driving you know seatbelt right on the flesh got to appreciate it pat certainly reminds me of high school you know summertime it's hot and you know i've said this before here on the show growing up Preschool, elementary school, middle school, high school. I'm just describing the ages, not so much to the curriculum. I was a shirts-off guy all summer, and so were my best friends. Uh, you know, me and uh, me and Michael from Savannah, Mug Club One over there. Uh, he and I, we would uh, we were at each other's parents' houses all the time, just just blouseless in the summertime, and I imagine many of you were too. But one time that stands out to me about driving around shirtless, maybe I've told this story before on the pod, maybe I haven't. When I was a junior at UT, University of Tennessee, Knoxville, I finished the school year and I stuck around for like an extra week and a half to do like a conference. They had like conferences on campus after the students got out and you could make a pretty penny working for these conferences and getting like a crap ton of overtime. So I stuck around for like an extra 10 days and did that. And it was the night, and you know, college campus is kind of quiet around the summertime. So anyways, the day before I was supposed to leave and was living at the fraternity house at the time, and when we got up that day, somebody realized that like a ton of cars in the parking lot had had their back windows smashed out. And my Saturn SL1, my 1994 stick shift four-door Saturn SL1, was among the victims. And it was probably some jack wagons on top of one of the neighboring fraternity houses. Um, a lot, Some of them had like rocks on their roof or something like that. And they were probably just throwing them at cars in this like kind of communal fraternity row parking lot. And uh, again, I was among one of the victims. That kind of stuff went on, you know, you're angry about it, but what can you do? Uh, I know that two of my fraternity brothers smashed like a ton of windows off of the fraternities uh, of like the one we suspected had done it, given the trajectory and the knowledge that there were stones on the roof of certain houses or something like that. I think they like smashed out the windows of some cars that had that particular fraternity sticker in the window. And then they did something like went out of town right afterwards or something as to not get caught. I don't know. There was some kind of retribution. And years before that, guys had gone on my house and chipped golf balls at windows of neighboring fraternity houses. Um, and I guess someone got a direct hit and the window still didn't break. So someone ran downstairs with a golf club and just smashed that window with a golf club instead, kind of taking away the game. Anyway, that stuff will go on. Little little frat fable for you, as uh, Josh War Daddy Warsaw said on my last show, The Lick, one time, I believe. Nevertheless, shirts off driving. So, it was the day before I was going to go back to Savannah for the summertime. And go back down there and work at the hotel where I'd always worked. And my sister was graduating high school the very following day. So let's just say this was on like a Thursday or something. It was a Thursday. And 
you know, I was a broke college student. Um, I didn't have the money straight away to pay for a new back window. I think that's something that my parents uh, did help me pay for. Uh, if not pay for the whole thing, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I may have helped. I don't know. But I certainly did, probably didn't have the room in my checking account or on my credit card at the time, given it was the very end of the school year. Uh, I'm sure I didn't have the, the money to actually finance this, you know, straight away. And I only had a day to plan for it. And, you know, I wasn't going to do that. So flash forward the following morning when I needed to leave. I think my sister's graduation was going to be around, you know, 3 or 4 o'clock. I needed to drive to Savannah from Knoxville. about a six and a half hour drive, depending on your route. And so, you know, I loaded my crap into my car to go home for the summer. And a guy with a Jeep warned me, hey, dude, you got to keep all your windows down. Um, you know, my owner's manual of my Jeep Wrangler says if you're going to roll down the back, you need to open your windows because it'll suck the exhaust in. I was like, dude, thanks for the tip. All right, preach, preach. And I just decided... Since I'm going to be driving 418 miles from Knoxville to Savannah-ish with no back window, my window's down, well, I might as well take it old school. So I went windows down, obviously, and I went no shirt. And I said, if I'm going to just take it to this extreme, I'm going to go no compact discs. I'm going all tapes. My car at the time had a tape player. And, you know, my way of hooking up my Discman, it was an RCA. It wasn't a Sony, so it wasn't the brand Discman, but it was an RCA, portable CD player. I still have it to this day. You know, I would plug in that little tape converter thing. And I was like, nope, nope, not on this drive. I'm going pure tape. So it was six and a half hours of pure tape, no shirt, sunroof down, front windows down. Not sure if I did the back ones. But of course, no back windshield as well. Very, very fun drive. This felt like a nice, it was a nice early summer drive going into my summer, you know, vacay. Made it home. The car survived the night in downtown Savannah without a back windshield, which is no easy feat. And then the next day, I went to work at the Planners Inn. And when I got off work, I waited around for the guy from Safe Light Auto Glass to come and do his thing. And I got a new rear window. Had no defroster. We didn't opt for the defroster in this this time around. And we eventually donated, donated that car to Goodwill when I moved here. So there you have it. Again, thank you, Pat. Proud member of American Mail. Sometime crew cut all American Mail. Now, before we talk a little... The Queen, I do want to double back to this uh, this stupid 30 under 30 nonsense. You know, Forbes is big on this these lists. And here's another here's another like stupidity about these lists. So Forbes has the 30 under 30 list. Forbes 30 under 30 lists. Class of 2022. Colon. 600 of the brightest young entrepreneurs, leaders, and stars. I'm sorry. What? The name of the list is the Forbes 30 under 30 list. 600 of the brightest young entrepreneurs, leaders, and stars. So it's the Forbes 600 under 30 list. 
I know I said earlier that saying these things are stupid is not a fully formed opinion and doesn't make for compelling audio, but I mean, this is stupid. The Forbes 600 under 30 list. Class of 2022. Stay tuned for Friday. We will have the 30 over 30 list here at the Sydney Hollis Show. All right. It's queen time. I don't care. But sometimes, you know, things take place that cross into our world. And, well, today is her funeral. I woke up. Again, it's my day off. I decided I wasn't going to go to the beach. Sometimes I will watch the Today Show. You know, it's just an easy start to the morning. You know, it's just fine. And today was the Queen's funeral, so it was just like, whatever. And then I heard them say, well, you know, what's going to be waiting at the castle or the palace or somewhere? The Queen's corgis. The Queen's corgis. So sure enough, I... Go over to cbsnews.com. And sure enough, there's a picture. And the caption reads, The Queen's Corgis await the cortege at Windsor Castle on the day of the state funeral and burial of Britain's Queen Elizabeth, September 19, 2022. And there's those corgis. And there's two pages that are, you know, dressed in red coats. All the red coats are coming. There's two pages, each with a corgi on leash. So two things. One, I'm glad that these corgis are on leash. And, you know, this harkens back to Brendan and Savannah's call where he was like, Sid, I can only take it so long. You talking shit about dogs. You know, you might be a little dog guy. Little dogs have a lot in common with cats. Well, these are some little dogs. They're not tiny dogs. I guess a corgi is a little bit bigger than a cat. But... For all you dog heads out there, this one's for you. There's two corgis at the funeral. And, of course, the photo has them looking kind of sad. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's another photo where they're looking at some royal band. This is corgis staring at a band. Whatever. Where's the freaking cat? Can we show a cat in a window overlooking this stuff? What's with all these dogs? And, spe and, and and I know this podcast is a big bird house. I talked crap about birds like once and you guys, you know, couldn't wait to bury me. That was the kind of day where I start the next episode and say zero days since our last canceling. Zero days since my last canceling. Where's the birds at? She didn't have any pet birds that are there on someone's shoulder. <laughs> anyway. That's your Queen Minute. Your Queen Minute here at the Sydney Hollis Show. We like to do a, do a song uh, that uh, was on our Voices album about five years ago. And it uh, was recently done by uh, an English artist. English artist. It's called Every Time You Go Away. This is the original. Of course, that sound clip is Hall & Oates, uh, you know, throwing a little shade, as they say. Throwing a little shade at an English artist. An English artist. An English corgi. An English corgi. Well, folks, I just captured a little bit of compelling audio. Just, just out of nowhere, a pothole crew drove right up here, almost right outside of my window. It caught us a little compelling audio of a four-man crew fixing a pothole right here in Greenpoint. Just boom, lickety-split. 
Let's listen in. Folks, we got some compelling audio here for you. We got a New York City Department of Transportation crew filling in a pothole. Let's get some let's get some audio of that pothole getting filled in. Steaming hot asphalt. It's a crew of four guys. And they just, they just, I love it. It's just in the moment. It's just in the street. You know? Just doing it. Working. But they are blocking traffic. But hey, this is how you gotta do it. Fixing a pothole ahead of winter. God bless him. Fixing a pothole ahead of winter. God bless him. I don't know if you could hear my narrating there. I had my microphone uh, facing them, and I was kind of, I have it on a setting where there's a back and a front, and I was talking into the back, but the back was off. We'll see if it turned out or not. Just me narrating a few seconds there of a four-man crew filling in a pothole very quickly. whole process took about five minutes. I didn't think you needed that much time listening to a big truck and sweeping. Well, folks, that's the show for you. Thank you for listening. Tune in on Friday. And of course, anything you have to add. Praise, upsetness, general takes, humanity. Do you want to join the Suntan Crew American Mail? Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. See you Friday. Peace and love. <laughs>